Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. I'm not much of a gadgets guy, but from what I can tell, wearables like smartwatches are a booming industry. The global smartwatch market is worth as much as $30 billion right now, and it might triple in value by the early 2030s. Here in the U.S., I know that parents want watches for their children so that way they can track and communicate with them when they're at school without having to buy them a smartphone. But Catherine, it seems like Apple hasn't been having a great last few months, even though they have like the most highly sought after smartwatch in the world. Yeah, exactly. Tough time to be an Apple Watch. Just last week, Apple had to remove a feature allowing the watch to read people's blood oxygen levels or risk its watches being banned from the U.S. I mean, that is like wild. How did this even happen? It goes back to a longtime feud with a medtech company that Apple has been locked in a court battle with for the better part of the last 10 years. It's a pretty wild story, and we're going to break it down for you. I'm Catherine Laidlaw. And I'm Mark Dent. And you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show, The Weekend Version. We are going to talk to you about Apple Watches and how they got banned. Until then, they weren't banned, but they were also kind of almost banned again until, as Catherine mentioned, there was this very recent decision by Apple to remove this highly coveted piece of technology from the watches that can tell somebody's blood oxygen levels. Now, this is the result of a saga that has stretched on for years between the tech giant and a company called Massimo. All right, Catherine, you described this battle between a med tech company and Apple as David versus Goliath, except David is a billionaire and Goliath is a trillionaire. Who is this billionaire David? So his name is Joe Kiani. I bought a condo in 1987, like for $100,000. And I took a second on the condo. I got $40,000. And with that money, I started Massimo. That's Joe Kiani. He didn't do an interview with us, but we have audio of him explaining the formation of his company, Massimo, from YouTube. Kiani started his company about 20 years ago from literally his garage in Silicon Valley, and he's become the market leader in something that's called pulse oximetry, which effectively means that you can measure the blood oxygen levels in your blood using light. It was a finding that revolutionized the industry, and Massimo is now responsible, directly or indirectly, for monitoring the health of 200 million patients across the U.S. Most of their clients have been hospitals or other institutions that have really relied on exact metrics to track their patients' health. But they have also recently expanded into the wearables market. And that takes us up to Keani's beef with Apple, which began around 2013. Right. And so to be clear, like Massimo has been just wildly successful. It's a billion dollar company. They've been very successful at this. And with this new technology that they came up with, they didn't just bring it to market right away. There was a lot of research and they had to file a lot of patents. Can you take us through this whole patent process and why it's relevant to this battle with Apple right now? 
Yes. So you've probably heard the word patent before. You know vaguely what a patent is, but the process for actually acquiring one is long and expensive and important, really important in some cases. The general rule of thumb that experts tend to use is that if you can keep your technology a secret, keep it a secret. Oftentimes, because when you release something to market, it's going to display how your technology works or what the design of your product is. You want to get that patented so you have an edge on your competitors. Anyone can file for one in the U.S. as long as you have the time and money to do it. Patents themselves have been around since before the 1800s. Yeah. And the big companies that we know... Google, Apple, Samsung, they all have like a delirious number of patents, right? Hundreds of thousands of patents. Apple currently has more than 95,000 patents. Samsung has more than 350,000 patents. Global holds more than 100,000. The numbers are mind boggling. And that's because anytime they consider making a change to a product, they'll file for patent supremacy or oversight for this particular change. So Apple has filed for thousands and thousands of patents over the years, some of which never get used, never get introduced. They filed for patents that will automatically change the color of the wristband of your Apple Watch, for example. That's not a feature that's been introduced. Maybe we'll see it in the future. It sounds kind of cool. It does sound cool. I was like, oh, you can match it to your shirt. (laughs) You know, it's like just kind of a novel instant accessorizing twist. I hope we see it. It hasn't appeared in the latest versions, but they patented for it, which indicates that it's something that they might be thinking about. So patent filings are also kind of a cool way of looking at what's coming from your favorite companies or favorite tech. But patent applications themselves can actually cost companies up to $30,000 for research, filing, lawyers' fees. And so it's not to be taken lightly, (laughs) for sure. It's not for the faint of heart. And so Kiani, of course, he filed for patents for his pulsometry technology. This was in the early 90s. And immediately he starts having to get involved in litigation with it. There's another med tech company that had met with him to learn more about their innovations. Massimo, Kiani's company, had ultimately triumphed against them. Now let's fast forward about 20 years later. It's the early 2010s. It's 2013. And Apple comes calling. They want to visit with Kiani which is kind of unusual because you don't think of pulse oximetry and Apple. So what happened? Right. So Kiani was flattered by this request. He didn't think of Apple as competition at the time. They very firmly occupied the consumer space. He sold directly to healthcare facilities. So this is obviously a little bit different. And when one of the biggest companies in the world comes calling and is complimenting your work, of course, you're going to be here for that. I'd be here for that. And so (laughs) Keanu is thrilled. He takes the meeting. He travels to Cupertino. He meets with company execs. And they talk about potentially licensing his tech to use in the Apple Watch. That kind of licensing is common, especially in tech, so that you're not sort of building pre-existing technology from the ground up company by company. You can sort of license use from other companies to incorporate that into your technology and sort of make these deals that make everybody happy. Right. But they didn't do that. They didn't license his technology. They did not do that. No. Plot twist. They, (laughs) instead of licensing his technology, the following month, according to Massimo's claims, Apple hired away Massimo's chief medical officer. Mm, Red flag. A few months later, 
they hired another one of their scientists. Another red flag. And that scientist was actually one of the named inventors on the patents in question. Apple would go on after that to hire more than 20 Massimo employees, going so far as to open an office around the corner from Massimo's headquarters so those employees wouldn't have to move from Irvine, California. A little bit sketchy. I don't know about you. That's raising some red flags for me. Yeah, just a few. So then let's fast forward a few years. After all these alleged hirings and I guess moving a whole office for some potential Massimo employees, Apple released the Series 6 watch. And there was something interesting about it, certainly according to Joe Chiani. According to Joe Chiani, he recognized some of the technology in that Series 6 Apple Watch, the first with a blood oxygen level reader. And that is the technology that Massimo believes that it owns. It holds the patents to it. And it was also the first watch to be manufactured in China. Okay. Because it was manufactured in China, that gave Massimo an opening. They had an opportunity to file a challenge with the ITC. The ITC is set up to protect domestic industry. It guards against unfair competition, trade secret misappropriation, antitrust issues. It's also an easier avenue than going to court, mostly because it's faster. Okay. And the reason why Massimo and Joe Chiani were able to take this avenue was because this version of the Apple Wash was manufactured in China and has to be imported to the U.S. That's right. So it falls under the ITC's jurisdiction where Massimo's manufacturing occurs actually in the States. And so it's considered under the purview of domestic industry that the ITC acts to protect. Mm -hmm. And when was this? So Kiani in 2021 did two things. He filed a challenge with the ITC, but also, interestingly enough, he launched his own wearable into the market. Mm, the plot thickens. <laughs> right. And so Massimo introduced its own wearable watch, which it argues has more and better health benefits than Apple's watch. It's largely marketed to similar clientele as its previous technology. So patients who really need to monitor their metrics really closely, caregivers who are trying to watch over what their patients are up to. But it is its first foray into sort of the broader consumer wearables market. So, of course, this caught Apple's attention and it in turn responded both to the ITC challenge and by filing a design patent infringement lawsuit in Delaware. And so now you've got this fight playing out on a couple of different fronts. OK, so we have these kind of multiple court battles going on, one through the more traditional court system here in the U.S., another through this ITC that we just explained. And it started to become this really public, pretty big battle. Last fall in 2023, Joe Kiani testified about innovation and patents in front of the Senate. When we're about to launch a product, we look to see if we might infringe someone's patents. And if we do, we don't launch the product. The big companies, I know one of them at least, doesn't do that. So that's why they get sued, because they just take people's IP. Wow. And that's very dramatic. So Joe Chiani is truly what I would describe as a self-made inventor. He came to the U.S. from Iran when he was very young, spoke virtually no English, finished high school early, finished university early, and developed this technology working with a couple of friends. Truly a sort of self-made entrepreneur in this space. And so I think that's part of where his intense passion for innovation and entrepreneurship comes from. And so how have these legal battles gone for him? Who's kind of winning? 
So because they're being fought on multiple fronts right now, it's a little bit hard to tell, though the experts that I've spoken to suggest that Massimo is winning in the short term and Apple will probably triumph in the long term. All right. So what does that mean, though? What happened with the ITC? So Massimo scored a huge victory when the ITC ruled in their favor. It actually issued an import ban on Apple Watches. It ruled that Apple was infringing on Massimo's patents and issued a ban that meant that starting on December 26, 2023, Apple had to stop importing these particular watches. It's largely their more expensive Apple Watch line, Series 9 and Ultra 2. And so those watches, while still being available on store shelves right now, won't be for long. Once the store's stock runs out, then Apple will no longer be able to import them in. And that's why they will no longer be on shelves. That's exactly right. So stores can sell off their remaining stock, but there's no telling when that will sell out. And so if you're in the market for an Apple Watch, don't wait. Now would be the time. So (laughs) you mentioned, though, also that Apple might be winning it. There was this other court case, of course. Why does Apple potentially have the upper hand long term? So in addition to filing the ITC challenge, Massimo also filed a trade secret appropriation lawsuit against Apple, and that hinged upon the sort of targeted employee stealing that we had talked about before to get an edge on Massimo's tech. Decisions on these cases has slowly been trickling out, but they have largely gone in favor of Apple. And so in this past May, a deadlock jury forced a mistrial in the trade secrets lawsuit But the jury was deadlocked six to one in favor of Apple. And when that case goes to court again, experts suggest that it'll go in favor of Apple and that'll invalidate part of Massimo's patents. And so how that trickles down or what effect that has on future ITC rulings is yet to be determined. Wow. Okay. so that was a win for Apple. But in mid-January, they kind of waved the white flag. What happened since that December 26th import ban date and now? So a game of legal ping pong. On December 27th, Apple filed an emergency request at the Court of Appeal. The Federal Circuit Court agreed to pause the ban in time for the ITC to write a response. The ITC fired back as predicted. They actually called Apple's arguments amounting to little more than an indisputably adjudicated infringer requesting permission to continue infringing the asserted patents. That is salty. <laughs> that is some spicy rebuttal right there. And it worked. So three weeks after the federal circuit court agreed to pause, the court of appeal reinstated the ban. So after that decision, Apple decided they would pull the tech that is in contention from their watches. So no more oxygen sensors. Users cannot tell their blood oxygen level if they're buying a watch now, at least. Yes, that's right. In the U.S., the original watches will still be available outside of the country. But as of the time of this recording, who knows what will happen next week? You can't get one with those capabilities in the States. In fact, I was looking and what Apple has done for people who who buy one now in the U.S. and they want to check their blood oxygen levels, if they try to do that on the watch, then it takes them where they can click on a link and it takes them somewhere that explains this whole legal quagmire. And I'm sure that people are going to be in for a treat when they have to digest all that. This is as much a publicity problem for Apple as a technological one. This is not a good look for them. You know, they've basically been found to have stolen this tech, used it in a wildly successful and beloved product, and now are sort of going back and either developing the software capabilities on their own, which they could have done in the first place, or going to sort of continue to pursue all of these different legal avenues. But not a good look for Goliath. 
No, and uh, I guess it's at least a slight win for David at this point, but mainly I think it's a big win for people who are able to buy this new version of the watch last fall because they do have the capabilities to still check their blood oxygen levels or if you're buying it in Canada or something like that. So major victory for them. that's going to do it for us today. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage for you in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please go get signed up at the hustle.co slash email and we will catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.